Welcome to the No Ideas Original Podcast, episode 130. Yo, you know, you know what I gotta look at? I've been meaning to tell you this. For some reason, it's something with like the, the, the theme music. Every time we put the theme music on, I get a thing from YouTube saying that it's um de- that it demonetizes the video and I gotta go back in and, and, and mute that part. I gotta look at that and see what that's about. Like this, it, sound, it seemed like YouTube may be hating a little bit on our theme song. Y'all hate. <laughs> What's up, man? How your week been? It's been, uh, What's this week been? It's been all right. You know, I'm still trying to shake this cold. Hey, 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 and what it is, honestly, is because I'm immune suppressed. So, because of the meds that I take, it, it, they eliminate large portion, well, a good portion of my white blood cells mm-hmm. are there to fight viruses. It's there because it needs to keep the kidney safe. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I don't, you know, I don't definitely don't want to suffer from no rejection. So if I catch a cold, it just lasts longer than it's normal. My body's trying to keep the kidney alive, but still trying to keep me healthy. So it's working yeah. over and I can feel it. Like it's real tired. So. Yeah. Drink a lot of fluids. You know what I'm saying? Taking my lime, my, my, my ginger, to keep me, you know, at least myself a little energized. And I'm um, trying to eat lightly, man. Like the other day, I had like, crazy water. Yo, it don't, it don't help that it's been 90 some days and then other days, 60 degrees. And my basement is like a fucking icebox down here. Like, I know heat rises, but shit. Yo, <laughs> yo, the basement is the best spot in the summer, though. Yeah, because it's super cool. But it gets cold down here, so for real, son. Yeah. You gotta, um, I don't know if you see it in the back. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Got the pool table on deck. All right. Got the pool table, yeah. All right, all right. Been doing some decorating down in the man cave. Yeah, son. Then painted it up. I got some doors put in. I got nice. some doors to, to finish doing it. So this is going to be a little honeycomb hot out for myself. And, Yo, whenever you come over, man, if you like food, we try to just make it real comfortable in here. You know what I mean? And I look, I, I tell you not, um, Charnay and, and, and inspired me. I walked in like, okay, Charnay, you got it looking like a father slash. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to Charnay. Charnay got the the the, the movie the movie room basically in the basement with the with the bar set up to the left. Mm-hmm. The whole the whole section. How about you, bro? What's your week been like? Ain't nothing. It's been chill. It's been, it's been quiet. It's been a nice, light, easy, easy, easy going. You know, I gotta get packing though. We haven't packed anything up for um for the trip to Italy, so I gotta get yeah. cracking that. That's what's that's what's, what's going to be the task for this this weekend. And other than that, just the eleventh. Yeah, yeah. We leave um Saturday. We leave next Saturday. Just 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 laying low, chilling. Right. Yo, so we had a we had a, huh? Let me know what you're doing July 6th. Oh, I'm a, I'm a, we gonna be there. July 6th? July in July when's your thing? Um July 23rd. Okay. Yeah, I know we definitely be there. What's what's this what's happening on the 6th? July 6th. I don't know if you know, but my sister made me kind of like lead speak on this men's ministry. Oh, okay. Along with my father's best friend. 
And it's just, and it's funny we talk about homeboy talk about OGs ain't helping nobody. But the whole, the whole, the whole thing is geared to speak openly and candidly about whatever it is. You know what I'm saying? We're just trying to get the younger brothers to speak their piece because a lot of them feel like they ain't got nobody to talk to. They going through things. It's, it's like so perfect with the with the fucking uh, soldier boy shoot okay. and. One of our goals, but, but we do it once a month, the first Wednesday of uh, every month. And this goal is to bring somebody with you. I was going to invite you if you ain't had nothing to do, just to come sit yeah. next to throw a throw a jewel or two. You know what I mean? And we and we talk like we talk like we at Charnay's house, crazy. Just yeah. open dialogue about life and <laughs> and um, things like that. It's crazy because what I talked about was what we talked about last show about the shooting mm. those different things and put that in perspective I talked about Mr. Aaron Salters who you know, came up with the engine drove by water mm-hmm. and my theme for that conversation was technology and spoke about how gunpowder was technology you know, they use technology against us and we you know we just kind of fall into what they're doing and we just kind of mimic what they're doing. but before you know it we become the culprits of, you know, murder, deaths, suicide, mm-hmm. you know, a whole host of things. So, yeah. If you're not doing anything, I'm going to try to invite somebody anything, but if you're not doing Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me know. It's virtual or somewhere we got to well, go first? Zoom. So what I'll do is I'll send you the link and you just chime in. Bet. Bet. You can do that. I'm definitely interested. Yo, we had a, we had a, 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 a crazy news cycle week with that <laughs> a lot of What's a lot, lot of interesting stories yo so let's get let's let's get it started kick right off talking about dl hughley versus uh versus monique you know two comedians and for those who haven't been following along um they kind of got a beef going right now and the beef comes from a place of where i guess uh, they were both booked on a show right and D.L. Hughley was under the impression that he was a headliner. Right. And Monique was also under the impression that she was the headliner. Right. And as a result of it, a riff came about. Um, in fact, D.L. Hughley ended up headlining. He did end up closing out the show. And Monique used her time on stage to sort of ridicule D.L. Hughley. And that's up. And, yeah. And, and, and talk crazy about him. Um, so now, like, this whole week has been spent with this whole back and forth discussion where they're going back and forth showing receipts and showing contracts, ticket stubs, and things no like more. that. You know, when I, when, I was, when I was looking at this, though, um, to me, I'm, I, I looked at this and I said to myself, I'm, I'm, I have a problem with, um, with Monique. And I'm going to tell you right what my problem with Monique is. My problem with Monique is that I feel like she weaponizes everything. And when I say she weaponizes everything, it's like, yo, she weaponizes race. She weaponizes gender. She weaponizes, um, how you call it, weight. I think anything that comes about, it's always, you know, oh, you know, it's because I'm a black woman. Oh, it's because, you know, I'm a woman. Oh, it's because I'm, I'm, I'm heavy set. Oh, I'm because, it's just a lot of that. And, and it's, it's disturbing to me because I think that Monique is a great comedian. But I think that a lot of people have sort of, sort of, they soured on her as a result of, of, of this weaponizing. You know, like anytime something comes up, rather than her taking ownership for whatever it is, or actually saying, you know, well, like a person may have a point, she automatically goes to, oh, you saying that because I'm a female? Oh, you saying that 
because you know I'm, I'm a black woman oh you're saying that and it, it bothers me because there are people that fit those demographics that are really marginalized you know because they're female because they're a person of color or because they're obese not to say that she doesn't i don't want to you know i don't i don't want to take that away from her. not to say that she hasn't had experiences that went against her on the basis of that but i just think that like when you always lead with that then it comes like the, the, the the boy who cried wolf thing so to me somewhere there is a female comedian a female actress you know uh uh, uh how you call it a woman that's just being marginalized and has these experiences as a result of these different things. To me, a lot of her experiences is just a result of her being a dick. And that's just it. <laughs> like, I'm serious. It, it, yo, it doesn't really have anything to do with the fact that she's a black woman. Right. It has everything to, to do with, yo, that she's obnoxious. She's even weaponized relationships. Like, you look, look at the relationship with her and, her, her and her husband or whatever. Like, anytime anybody offers any criticism about, yo, maybe your husband shouldn't be a manager. Oh, you don't want to see a man and wife together. Oh, you don't want to see right, this. Right, right, right. She, she goes for the low-hanging fruit, man. <laughs> if it sounds like a sound bite, she's going to use it. But, you know, to her defense just a little bit, she doesn't start anything doesn't start any of the ruckus. You know, Lee Daniels situation, Tyler Perry, Oprah. I mean, the list goes on. Those things weren't things that she initiated. She spoke about them after they happened, but... Well, for, 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 clar for clarification purposes, as it relates to that, where did those people start with her? Like, what... She didn't, I don't see what Lee, Lee, what basically happened, and correct me if I'm wrong, with Lee Daniels, Tyler Perry. Daniels she, she's pretty much. And Oprah Winfrey. So this is, this, this is. Tyler, he wants things her way. She can't have things her way. You know, kind, kind of like what the situation is now, you know, and they, they coming out with these receipts, like, what she said, a deal memo is much different than the contract, but the deal Yo. memo, the deal we could have had, it 100% headline. Yo, so here's the thing though, like her, cause just to go back to her stuff with Lee Daniels, Tyler Perry, and Oprah Winfrey, and where it emanates from. Oh, man, the God, she got, she got tidbits so, with everybody. So, so that came from a place of where she did Precious, she agreed to whatever amount she agreed to for Precious. They wanted her to go on a press run overseas, and she wanted to be compensated. I don't see anything wrong with her asking for the compensation. Mm -hmm. They told her, no, you, we ain't gonna compensate you for it or whatever. And then, you know, afterwards, there was a whole big dust up or whatever it was. And then people said, well, you know, she's, she earned or she banned up. A narrative was created that she's difficult to work with, you know? And then from there, I think that, you know, she kind of made, she probably did get blackballed and ostracized. But I don't, but I don't think that anybody sought out to be like before any of this stuff, like, yo, that, yo, Monique is this, that or whatever it is, like to me, the thing with her, again, I wanna go back to like weaponizing. I think that when things don't go her way, she just throw it, yo, she throw a, a, a hissy fit around stuff. <laughs> yo, son, she, she, unfortunately, she's a Sagittarius like me. When we hear certain things, man, we're like, what you saying? And then we're ready to react, instead of kind of taking it in the context and listening to what someone's saying. A lot of times what someone has to say is, is something that she needs to listen to before she responds. She's so quick to react. And here we are with her and D.L. Hughley going back and forth. Now, D.L. Hughley was like, listen, man, I ain't got nothing to worry about, man. My career, my resume is good. So, and she has a pretty
pretty decent resume too. Golden Globe, Oscar winner. She's had a successful TV show. But I think I think some of the responsibility should fall on the promoter. Like if you're telling someone, or not just the individual, you're making this notation to their team mm-hmm. that these are the things that you agreed to. Now her receipt shows signatures on her receipts that this was given to me, but it, it looks like a document that she created, issuing it to the promoter. Like these, these are my these are my demands. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Versus DL getting presented with a, de- a deal memo saying these are the things. Like, you know, 100% headline, highest paid artist. You have the approval for the lineup. And that's when he's like, hold on. If I'm approving a lineup, I'm not going before her. I'm headlining. I'm closing this out. And that's where the rift comes in. I mean, it's in my opinion, it's pretty petty, but I think some of this stems from a radio um all radio of it all of this stems from all of this stems from something else. All of this. And she I'm, says that on, on 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 the interview, she was asked towards the conclusion of the show to play a game called Would You Rather? And the question was <laughs> Would you rather your husband sleep with Lee Daniels without a condom versus would you rather him sleep with, with Superhead with the condom? <laughs> I was like, well, damn, why would someone ask that if you got millions of listeners? And I think I think because she is the bear in the cage, so to speak, they poke at her. <laughs> no, they, they poke at her knowing, just like you said, she's going to go for the low-hanging fruit. <laughs> gonna make herself, you know what I'm saying? Not so much perspective, but you hear it. You tell you, this girl is from Baltimore. The women don't let shit slide for nothing. They hear something that's foul, they come right at you. Yo, yo, but here's the other, so let's get, I agree with you 100%. It's definitely, you know, on the promoters. But here's the other thing, like, yo, I'm not a comedian. I'm not a stagehand. I'm not a promoter. You know, I assume that you're none of those either. If you and I both know that, you don't think Monique knew that? <laughs> you don't think she knew that? Yo, this is an issue with the promoter? I just I just think that, you know, and, and I get whatever the history is, you know, with them. Right. But then again, like, yo, for you to take whatever history that you have with this man, and, and I wasn't at the show, so I don't know. But I'm telling you, if I was sitting in the audience, it would have had to have been some damn funny jokes to make me laugh. About DL, about DL Hughley, I was out of it like, yo, I didn't really come to see you lay on the line your personal yeah. grip with this yeah, dude yeah. or whatever. Like, yo, this is this is not a snapping contest or whatever. I'm coming to see you do. I'm assuming that you got a routine or something like that prepared to entertain me with. And and again, like, I just, I, yo, I feel like also you you got a point where like she's the person that you know the band and case that they poke because. Just recently, I believe she landed a role. 50 Cent kind of gave her a battery pack boost and got her back where people were like, all right, we're going to bring her back in the fold. I see Lee Daniels is massaging and trying to rework the relationship and everything like that. And just just with that, that little bit of getting to a point where, all right, we're going to rework and revisit the relationship. And now here you are with something like this. Like, this only further perpetuates the narrative of like, yo, this is why people don't want to work with you. Don't, yeah, they don't want to work with you. Like, yo, it really don't have anything to do 
where yo, okay, she's a black woman. That don't have nothing to do. Like it was the same shit with the Netflix stuff. With Netflix, you go, oh, you know, I'm a black woman and this, that, or whatever. When all the time, I think Charlemagne got into it with that. He was saying, well, if you look at the analytics around it, like your analytics are using everything. That's the same thing as saying, like you know, how you call it, like the, uh, in, in Major League Baseball, you know, there's a black baseball player. How come he making less than a white baseball player whose stats is significantly better, you know, better than him? Whatever, <laughs> like what you gonna be? Nah, yo, that's that's way the wage disparity comes uh, basis of a race. Like you can't use the analytics when they're beneficial for you, and then when they don't benefit you, disregard them on the merit of your accolades. Like yo, right now, come on, we got uh, how you call it? Tim Duncan won MVP awards. Michael Jordan won MVP awards. What if both of them said they was coming back in the league? Would you make them the highest paid player in the league? Exactly. But, but you know what? Then if you heard, she'd be like, yo, well, this is, this is a race issue. You're not doing it because they're two black men. Yeah, and they, yeah, and she'll make it an age issue. She'll just make it an issue. <laughs> she'll find the lowest thing of food and she'll go with it. And I hate to say it, but that's what it, it looks like when she's in a little word battle with someone. She goes there and she hits below the belt, man. I mean, the shit she was saying about DL in the show sounded yeah. like, you know, you ain't got to bring his wife in it. You ain't got to. Yo, Rob, I'm going to tell you what's scary about that. In this day and age with cancel culture, if her reputation wasn't what it was, if her reputation wasn't what it was, or if she wasn't going up against people who quote unquote a powerful people or whatever, yo, the average Joe, she'll get them canceled in a minute. Oh, you're racist. You're like, yo, what? Right. Oh, you know, you, you how you call it? You, you're a misogynist. Right. Like, I just think that she just throws stuff out and I, i'm sorry like yo, know, i find her to be patronizing like all the sweetie baby honey brother sister love and this that or whatever like yo i'm like come on man like yo I, I one thing i don't have a problem with that a lot of people are really critical of is her relationship with her husband like yo if her husband is her manager and he's side by side with her and he believes that he has that her best interests at heart and right. they doing whatever they need to do as a team like yo i can respect and understand that I just think that in a business where reputation will take you a long way I'm not saying that she needs to bow down or kiss anybody's ass but I just think that yo, she had to figure out like better ways to it, it express herself or whatever yeah, yeah and, 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 and don't and, and don't continue to weaponize these things because she's she's come up against them in the past but there's gonna come a moment where she's truly gonna come up against it and her constantly crying wolf with it she's devalued the impact of it and people are gonna be like yo well every time something comes up when you know when sharp when you got into with charlemagne you called him at ages when you got into with netflix they were racist <laughs> when you got into it misogynistic when you got into it with uh how you call it oprah winfrey and they, they black it just it's just always something always something Honestly, I thought it was fake. No, it definitely was. The two professionals, and you know, I think I listened to Ricky Smiley's take on it, and he said, "You know what? There are tons of shows I do with D-Ray, Earthquake, Bruce Bruce, and you know, I I I, sometimes I get the impression that I'm the headline or I'm gonna close, but when I get to the stadium or the venue." I find out that things change. And at the end of the day, we're all comedians. We're there 
to give a, give a, a entertaining show. So he said one time, there was one time Bruce Bruce was closing out or he went performing. I was like, you know what, Bruce? Go do your thing, son. You know what I mean? I'm not sitting here worried about that. Look, as long as the check is right, you know what I mean? Bingo. As long as the money is right, the money you said you were going to give me in whatever contract, whatever uh, deal memo or whatever performance agreement, just make sure my O's and my and the decimal points match up. That's it. Yo, I'm, I'm, the only thing I would have in my deal is that, yo, I need to be the highest per paid uh, performer on the bill. The rest of it, they, if they want me to go on... When I go, nobody in. Third, last, middle. Yo, I, I don't see what the issue is. But again, like, I'm not a professional performer. So, I, you know, I get it. I'm like, I, I, I understand. I understand what it means to people's e- egos and their reputations and, and things like that. But I think that when once you start creating a reputation, whether that narrative is true or untrue, there's certainly a lot of ammunition that's being given to, to make these arguments appear to be credible. Yeah, because of the stuff that keeps coming up. So for me, it's like, yo, you know, they start the industry finally starting to take their foot off her neck. Like, yo, the doors opening back up. Go in there, do your thing. You know, rebuild your brand. You know, go out, get you another show, get some movies, and turn it around. And you know, I'm not saying that she need to kiss nobody's butt, but yo, she got she got to find a better way, bro. Yo, credit up. focus on. Your brand, if you got one, focus on the positive thing. Like you said, they're opening the door back open. So, that's what you do. You take it while it while it's there. But if you're gonna stir the pot, call people out. Yo, you right back where you started, son. Yo, she was whack for saying, yo, I'm she sorry. How's wife sleeping yeah. at night or something? You know, like. How you sucking off a coward? Like, how you? <laughs> <laughs> yo. Yo. And, I, and, and I heard the, and the crowd, of course, they, there was some I listened to some of it. It was over an hour long. I was like, I'm not going to sit through the patronize and sweetie honey baby and this, that, or whatever. So I listened to some of it. And then I, y'all read the comments and the comments. I'm like, on your own page, you know, literally on, usually on people's own page, they're going to have some support. A lot of her comments with people lighting her up. Like, yo, you got to stop with this. Get this shit out, man. Yeah, get your, get your stuff together. Um, you know, I, I like I said, like, I just, I want to see her get back in a position. I, I kind of feel like some of this I attribute to like the ego of winning that Academy Award. I think she won that Academy Award for Precious and it was just like, you didn't know what to say anything I, else. I, I, I created, uh, uh, I, I reached an achievement only in mm-hmm. And you know what, to her credit, she's earned that. You know what I mean? All of them have earned that. I mean, we may not like the role that our Oscar winners have, you know, 
what it's for, but you want it. You know, take that with a grain of salt, put it on your mantle, move on, man. Yeah. You want a Golden Globe too, so we know that you're talented. It's not like she's lacking talent. She is a funny comedian, I believe. You know what I mean? And she she has a resume that says that shows on TV shows, anything she's done. She told she said you 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 open for kings and comedy. I close for queens. Like see, you throwing shots. Like yeah, don't do that. But yes. tell her like that that she can't stay with you. Monique is running around though, like she went to Juilliard and did Shakespeare in the Park. <laughs> like yo, she got yo. Just because you got a whole bunch of films under your belt, don't mean that they, you know, that you 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 some you 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 the next freaking DiCaprio or something like yo. Because you you did Soul Plane, Roscoe Jenkins, The Parkers, Precious. Uh, what else was she in? Exactly. <laughs> 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 Queen of comedy. Hello, Monique talks. Hello, Monique. She had a talk show for you. Yeah, yeah. But she, yo, she probably chased people away from that shit. Toxic. Yo, speaking of toxic, yo, I, I don't know if you've been following this Johnny Depp and Amber Heard thing, but I have to say, like, yo, to me, seeing this and seeing this over the last couple of weeks, it made me feel really good. Not because. Abuse, like abuse under those in any circumstances is not good, but it made me feel good that the world's most toxic relationship belongs to somebody that's not in our community. The level of yo, the level of toxicness in this relationship with this woman defecating in the man's bed, the drugs, the sex, the alcohol, the, the, the abuse. He slapped me because I laughed at a tattoo with <laughs> so many allegations and nothing stuck. I mean, oh. I'm glad it's not now. But this is what happens when you're 58 years old, you're dating a 32 year old. You fuck with these young chicks. These young chicks are different. That, yo, you gotta leave them alone, son. You know what I mean? And she complained that all this happened even before they got married. So why'd you marry the nigga if you don't beat you upside the damn head? Yo, he's a multi-millionaire. I think from him, she went to Elon Musk. See? Come on, that's... Gold digging shit right there. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, definitely getting to the back. Uh, when this first started, I'm like, Yo, Johnny Depp has always been Johnny Depp been weird to me since Edward Scissorhands. Since he did Edward Scissorhands, this has been he just like out there. He's out there, out there. So I guess she's banking on the fact that he's not believable as a person. She's banking on that and. The societal norm around these kind of things, right? Like the societal norm around this is that when you hear something about abuse in a relationship, you know, you don't usually think female to male, you think male to female. Right. So for her, I'm sure the counter to him was a no-brainer. Like, yo, I'ma get him. He, he said that I defamed him. I'ma get him on defamation. I'm gonna get in the, the, the chair and I'll play damsel in distress and the jury is gonna buy it up. But he yo, his lawyer. His, his lawyer was damn good. Like his lawyer. Oh, this team, wow. this team said, "Nah, that photo. She wasn't beat up. She she made that photo on Apple uh, photo editing." How <laughs> the fuck you figure that one out? Listen, man, this is trouble in paradise. But thank God it's not anybody that did everything. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't condone 
any type of marital violence or any violence between two people in their relationship. I don't, I don't, I don't. Um, and for this high of a caliber of a relationship to take the spin that it did, she goes on and says she's a, a representative of, you know, domestic abuse and all this stuff. And, you know, this, you know, Depp, Depp was saying, man, I had to battle this for six years, man. Everywhere I go around the planet, so even abroad, people look at me like I'm this, this demonic mean guy. And maybe his movie selection made, you know, people, you know, you gotta be careful with some of the things because people, people take things on face value very quickly, you know what I'm saying? And people probably think, you know, most actors go through sort of mental issues when they come off of certain movies and you know, your mental, you know, aptitude ain't there, and the guy is just a weird guy, and who knows what he does on his, on his, his spare time. When, you know, according to Depp, he's a normal, regular guy. He just takes challenging yeah, right. roles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right. He Yo. takes challenging roles that, you know, lead him in, 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 in different places. You know, I mean, but it's nothing worse for false allegations in this kind of culture, man. Mm-hmm. People have run with it, and then before you know it, you got to repair your life. Mm-hmm. You, know, because, you know, thanks to the jury, shout out to the jury, because now I got my life back. But now you have to repair it. Because, yeah. like Monique, certain people are like, should we ask him? You know what I mean? We're going to get backlash. We're going to have people outside picketing the premiere if we put. Oh, them drugs was definitely his, too. Sure, you know. Them drugs was. Yo, you know who the world owe an apology to? Bobby Brown and posthumously Whitney Houston. Because prior to this, they was everybody, yo, that they should, no way they should be a couple. They had this going on, they had that going on. But if you look at the stuff and you follow this trial, the stuff that Johnny Depp and Amber Heard had going on is just like, yo, this guy, this is like the worst relationship in the history of relationships. This is all, if they, if they high all the time, some shit gonna pop off. <laughs> Under the influence, you drunk, you doing speed, Doing, come on, son. You're not even in your right state of mind. Yo, yo, Rob. I chick looking for a thrill with a with a with a well-known paid actor. Yo, and you don't find it funny though that everything that there was so much evidence, like photographic evidence. What kind of relationship they in? That every like, yo, they get into a fight. She met him on the set. She met him on the set in 2011. Getting her one of her allegations is that. He was already being physical with me in 2013, and that changed my life. But you married him in 2015. Why is why is everything documented though? Like, why is there pictures of cocaine? Why is there pictures of every time they got into a fist fight? Why is there pictures of him with his finger? Why is there? Pic- it's like yo, everything is documented with them. Setting up the Karen story. Why would yo? Why would you want to be? I couldn't see myself being in a relationship where I'm constantly. I gotta have the recorder running me, when me and my wife have a conversation. Or I gotta Yeah, or I gotta take a picture like oh me and Hudden got into it. Let me take a picture of where I was standing at this it's just like yo, this is I'm telling you, this is worse than Pookie and Ray Ray on Hunts Point in the front or whatever. Yo, the level of toxicity for this relationship is just unacceptable. Like who sticks around? Who sticks around for this? Like yo, this had to be had to be drug induced. What does it say about a society and how relationships end violence? 
and 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 the the play of drugs and you know all these different things that go on. This trust me, man. I yeah, not put my business out there, but I've been in relationships where me and my partner in the past we drank, smoke, mm-hmm. you know, and sometimes it turned into an argument because we high and drunk. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, and you wake up tomorrow morning like, what the fuck did I do? Yeah. So, how did I get here now having to defend myself? You know what I'm saying? So, you gotta be very careful, man, with dealing with people, especially at this level of uh, entertainers. You know what I mean? And, you know, what, what makes her go on the Washington Post and put him in famous? Like, what was he trying to prove? I mean, you know, and then you got people that get on the stand and say, yeah, Johnny, is this, you weren't there? And it just started looking like a ghost hunt after a while. He initially, he initially paid her to go away. You know that, right? What, the two, the two million? He, no, he, he, yo, no, he gave her some bread. He, he ended up having to give her, as like part of the initial divorce and settlement, had to give her some money. And she had, there was supposed to be like some donation that she was supposed to make. And his position was like, okay, if this money is being donated to a charity rather than me giving it to you, I'm going to just donate it straight to the charity. She said, no, she wanted the money and that she would do it. Now, this this whole agreement came into play at this recent trial, and she finally admitted that she never donated the money. She kept the money. You know, like, her her credibility... How did, that, yeah, how did, that, work, how did that work with the jury at that point? Yeah, that's what it looks like. And the jury hands down awarded him the Kings, bro. Yeah. And he had he had the super team. He got the money to pay for. So yeah. she wasn't gonna win. Yeah. And you know what? I think at the end of the day, like like I said, like I think this is one of these cases that kind of set precedence. Like we laugh. And we joke about it, but I think it was a good, it, it was a good legitimate victory that helps people actually recognize that, you know, um, partner partner abuse exists and it's not always necessarily male to female. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, like there are men, you know, kudos to him for being brave enough to actually come stepping out and saying that he was subjected to this abuse. And I don't even know if it would trigger him actually doing this was more about the abuse more so than about actually the defaming of his character, like having to walk around Wearing a label of an abuser where you were the one that was right. in a relationship. Like, that it's is the part hard. I think that, that really, really bothered him. It's hard to get from under an allegation like that. Like, there's some women out here that do some heinous shit. Like, they put their baby fathers in positions where they can't get from under, like, he abused my child or yep. he, he was fondling with my daughter and this, that, and the third. And just because of the allegation, man, not even investigating guy's entire life been doing this pedophiles mm-hmm. watch child porn you start you have people all in your business and, you know that was like the six years man now my kids get to have their life back. yeah yo take what you said and tie that back into what we was talking about with dl Hughley and monique when i was saying yo the, the weaponizing of everything and how I could destroy somebody's credibility. So you can, go from, you can go from a dude who, you know, you making these decisions as it relates to, you know, whatever it is, and got nothing to do with gender. And now all of a sudden, oh, this dude is a misogynist. Right. Whatever it is, you know, and that's basically what Amber Heard tried to do 
to, to, to Johnny Depp, yo, put him in a box. Like, okay, I know that this is a buzzword, or he's a he's an abuser, he's this, he's that, or whatever. Yo, he may have won in court, but like you said, who knows what, his, what the jury is gonna say in the, for the court of public opinion. Like, he probably will have people protesting. It's too easy to cry wolf, bro. Yeah. It's too easy to come up with something. Play it like it's really happening. Like, like the Karen out there <laughs> who, who called the cops on the people doing the barbecue. She's just out there crying. Oh, why did he just like you put on a show and you think people are going to fall for it, man? Save it over, man. Play it out. Oh, yeah. Yo, we had touched on this and was talking about it a little bit earlier when we first started up. Soldier Boy tell him. Boy, Soldier Boy complains that OGs aren't kicking back knowledge. Um, yeah, I have mixed feelings. I have mixed feelings about this, Rob. The reason why I got mixed feelings about it is because, for one, you know, I think this is a topic that we talk about um, a lot. And a lot of times we say that the young old generation may not necessarily be receptive to, um, to the jewels that people are trying to impart upon them. Talk about the flip side of it, though, is I think, I don't know if he's talking about from the standpoint of the industry, because in the industry... And he said hip-hop. Yeah, because I was going to say in the industry, truth be told, the younger generation has figured out a way to really do more by way of monetization and, and monetizing their brand than some it of the done themselves. hip-hop. Yeah, so... I, you Mep, I mean, to cut your wizard, but Mep said... On a map, map office. that too. He's like, how the hell are these niggas trying to project all over the place? Can I get yeah. that money? Yeah, no, nah, because they figured out, yo, the younger cats have figured out a way to monetize their brand. Probably in part, not not because the, the older cats aren't hip to what's weren't hip to what's going on, but maybe right. these mechanisms didn't exist. Maybe these forms of monetization didn't exist when they were at the height of their career. They didn't, man. And and to, and to say the OGs like. What OGs do you listen to? Born in Chicago, raised in Atlanta, moved to Mississippi. There's so many OGs that come out of them environments. Who are you listening Like, who's in your camp? Who's in these other young people camp that, because they don't have OGs, they're spinning the block? They shoot niggas up because... Yeah, that, that, yeah, that was ignorant for him to say that. It's like, because the OG ain't whispering in the air, you shouldn't do that? They don't know they shouldn't do that? It's a bunch of bullshit. Let me shout out my sister, Sivanisha, because she developed a men's ministry or just a talk. It's kind of like a barbershop talk between men. And, you know, I'm old enough, and then there's my man, Big Fred, who's old enough. And we talk to young guys, man. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you would be surprised how many young men, 25 and under, don't have nobody to really chop it up with. And that part, I understand what he might be saying, but... Are these young people with the fucking attention span of a gnat? Are they sitting there listening to what OGs are saying? Are they applying the knowledge? No. Someone is giving to them, or if it doesn't sound good, I'ma go do it my way. And a lot of them have. Like you said, a lot of them are very successful mm-hmm. of branding, monetizing, creating their own lane. They don't, they don't need an OG. You know what I'm saying? They, they, they can honestly say, the OG, that happened in your time. Mm-hmm. Different time. You know what I mean? And then there are also OGs who are chasing what the young niggas do. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Because they see the young brothers 
making moves, doing things differently. They're like, yo, son, I ain't had that lick. I need to get with that, son. I need to, let, me get, let me get young so-and-so's ear. So, you know, we always talk about bridging the gap and having dialogue with the, the, the millennials, the younger folks, or whatever have you, but they have to be just as receptive, you know, versus us just giving away juice. You know what? Yeah. You should have pros, took cash pros before swan. So how am I gonna give you gems? And you're not gonna take it for what you work. Yeah. Yo, you you know you know what I thought about also though? I removed it just I removed it off of Soldier Boy in particular and who his OG may be. And I thought about it like on a larger scale and I kinda went to well maybe he's talking about what we were saying before about how dudes come in the game get robbed and then instead of them um, teaching somebody how not to get robbed they didn't get an artist and rob that artist and then it's become sort of like a ritual or right. a pattern right, in right, the game. Right. Like, i'm like maybe that's what he's talking about in right. terms of um high, that and that yo that may very well be it that's a very right. real problem you, you kind of letting them know where, where the pitfalls and the power holes are mm-hmm. practically but then you know if you're young you're supposed to have a lawyer for that you don't just run your OG, your OG, I got this contract, look at it. <laughs> it's the game, son. The game is the game. So you're going to go through bumps in the road, man. What artists didn't learn from getting robbed? I hate to say it that way, but yeah, yeah. Every, everyone has talked about, you know, I wanted to deal, I want to be an artist. But then you sign your name and you find out, damn, son, I got to recoup all this shit. So, yo, here's another thing to consider, like, yo, what are we, when we, when he's talking about OGs, like, who is he talking about in the form of a, of an OG? Because, yo, if, it, if it's an OG, if my, if, if I'm him and my OG is a Jermaine Dupree because I was in Atlanta, then, yo, Jermaine Dupree Wasn't had cool. enough knowledge of the industry to actually put you on and be like, yo, that's not a good deal or this, that. As far as I'm concerned, yo, and I may get backlash for saying this, I think that Soldier Boy is an innovator. You know, like, am I a fan of music? No. But, yo, Soldier Boy's an, an innovator. And Soldier Boy, yo, we on YouTube right now. Soldier Boy, at one point, was, like, the biggest thing on YouTube. You know, Soldier Boy was a was independent success. Ringtone King. All, all Ring these different things. And mm-hmm. whoever put that bug in there, that ain't come from his 14-year-old brother. That came from someone, you know what I'm saying? Yo, you should do this. Boy, that's a good idea. Keep going with that. Mm-hmm. I don't know, bro. Let me tell you something. Because if I see a troubled kid, and I know he's going through something, he has to protect his kid or something. This is what I said on the on the men's ministry too. So one of the things I sit and I chat with him, but I tell you this: one of the things my problem is with me, and a lot of OGs did to me, son, is that they took me out of the environment that I was in because it was the environment that I mean I was learning. This behavior from so yeah. to the point my pops would take back in the 80s when the Lincoln Towns car was like a limo mm-hmm. six of us could be in the back comfortable and he would purposely take us out the hood and just drive just drive in Manhattan that's why I do Brooklyn just wasting gas you know we, we really didn't have no destination but to be out the hood to look out the window yeah. and see you know the World Trade Center or to see South Street Seaport, places you don't ever see as a kid unless someone's actually taking take me there. And what that did for us, and now them same brothers who was in that back of that seat with my pops, 
They're off living in North Carolina. They're off living. They're doing so many different things. And I like to attribute that to it because you got you out the environment. That's the one thing about the environment is that it will teach you all the wrong shit to do. Yeah, your power, your, your pops knew what he was doing. He was showing you something. Yeah, he told you, like, yo, I know exactly who he, which one of your friends is going to get locked up. And he was, like, 99% fact. <laughs> the lie detector test determined? He was telling the truth. And he told me straight up. He said, jail is not for you. You don't want to go to jail. Especially not now. You're 13, 14 years old. They'll rape your little ass. And that was terrible. <laughs> 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 about staying straight. I was like, hold on, they fucking that? They have sex with boy like listen, son. Whatever even if I had uh an extracurricular idea or selling or doing anything, all that shit went out the window, right? Like, Damn, like, Yo, I would hope though that this sparks a dialogue, you know, by Soldier Boy saying this because I'm sure that 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 Soldier Boy has been next to people. And had the opportunity to have conversations with them. I mean, yo, Soldier Boy's been in some rooms where he's been in rooms with 50 and rooms with Kanye. Soldier Boy's been around for a while. Like that's what I said. Like, yo, people respect that Soldier Boy as, a, as an innovator. They may not think the, the world of his music, but you can't deny like there's there's some level of genius and creativity and in, in, in Soldier Boy, you know, and, and him putting it out there despite the fact that he get backlash. To me, it's a good conversation piece and it's a good starter for a conversation around, okay, so you want OGs to kick back knowledge. What are you looking for knowledge as it relates to? Are they industry? Are you looking for knowledge as it relates to managing your money? Are you looking for um, knowledge as it relates to, you know, growing your brand, monetizing, this, that? But again, I maintain that some of the younger artists, some of the newer artists probably have more information as it relates to that those kind of things than it actually does to you know than some of the older artists have um but i don't i don't know you know we would have to find out from source boy what in particular he's looking for from these artists or from these ogs you know like that it may be an og that may just tell them like yo you know instead of you spending all your your, your bread up you know you high call it, hold on to some um to some money you know put some money aside for a rainy day like you know maybe the big checks ain't gonna come forever you know maybe they told him to make some investments or whatever it is and i'm sure soldier boy's probably been around floyd mayweather also like he and soldier boy's been in rooms with people who you know who, who could help to educate him and various different ways it's just a matter of what he's receptive to maybe the og did kick back knowledge but he wasn't receptive he wasn't trying to hear it. remember we come from an era where knowledge is in the music you know what I'm saying? It was always there. You know, pick yourself up, think positive. I'll never forget Kara's telling us real bad boys move in silence. I think anyone in my in our age bracket understand that little tidbit of information. You know what I mean? You fuck your mouth shut. That's it. Don't tell everybody what you're doing, how you're doing it. Because, you know, sabotage is out there. They'll curve for you. Have you, you know what I'm saying? How you twisted because you just told them what to do, they even you know, stole your your whole idea. Now they wearing your your clothing, you know what I'm saying? It's crazy out here, man. So, oh, man. I like to know what OG he's talking about, but yeah. he's, not, he's not gonna shout nobody out. Well, let's see. Maybe maybe within the coming weeks, we'll hear more from Soldier Boy. Some dudes need to take accountability for the action. That's a fact. Yo, on a, on, a, on a somber note, um, you know, rest in peace to Master P's daughter, Tatiana, who passed away this week. Um, Master P didn't offer up a formal explanation as to how she passed, but it's being 
reported by um, by sources that she may have passed from overdosing through the um, substance abuse. Um, and you know, I've watched some of the growing up hip hop show, not a lot of it, but I've seen portions and clips and tidbits of it. And I know in one of the seasons, one of the storylines was that Romeo and Master P was trying to get her to commit to actually going into um, to rehab. You know, I think a lot of people don't realize um, sometimes like the, the substance abuse and mental health issues kind of go hand in hand. Um, in fact, they, they have counselors they, in programs that's called um, MICA. And MICA programs, they try to simultaneously treat both issues, you know, substance abuse and mental health. Like in the world of counseling, there's like this ongoing debate as to which one needs to be dealt with first, right? So some people look at it as, well, if a person is using, they're using to self-medicate because they haven't dealt with their mental health issues. And there are other people who look at it as, you know, well, a person is mentally ill and as a result of their mental illness, that's why they're indulging in the substances or whatever. Like, so it's, it's, there's just a whole thing in counsel going on in terms of which one do you treat first in order to be successful. In any event, I know Master P has asked for, you know, like just the, the respect um, and privacy during this time. Um, and I have to say, I haven't seen it blasted all over um, the place. I've seen it a couple of places and people have posted things, you know, with dignity um, and respect to him. Uh, and, you know, I, for me, I'm like, I, anytime you see something like this, I automatically go to, I hope it wasn't anything fent fentanyl related. But, um, they, they did say that they, they checked it and it didn't have anything to do with fentanyl. So that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's positive. But she was a young, yo, she's a young lady, man. She's a young lady. 29 years old, man. And, you know, you already have a conversation with your dad about you know, looking for a considerable rehab at 29. Mm -hmm. You know, having access sometimes and you have the propensity to overindulge mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Because it's so, what you're, what you're looking for is so readily available. Like, I know, I know, I know, I know where the lick is I ain't got worried. I got the bread. Yep. I can have as much as I want. I can do what I want when I want it. No one can stop me. I'm gonna go. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And when you take it too far, you get the results sometimes, man. You know, rest in peace to the young lady, bro. And those who are listening, whether young or old, man, be very mindful, man, about overindulgence, man. That's I had to deal with overindulgence myself, man. I like I like to do a lot of different things, man. And after a while, you see how it's affected because everywhere, every time you turn around, you're doing that thing. You're not worried about anything else. And that ties right into mental health because that's your mind telling you this is it or this So it can satisfy whatever little urge or those dopamine you feel that you have. Yeah. Like, ah, I got what I need. Now I'm good. And then when it runs off, Taste on the high. Yeah. I think in my in, environment too, you know, factors into this. When you think about like um what the norm may be, you know, if you out in LA and you're rich, you know, the norm may be you may go to parties where it's cocaine buffets and you know there's open all this open readily drug use is accepted. Um, you know, and that's not to say that in the inner city like the same thing isn't going on, but you know, I think that the temptation may be a little bit greater. I know the clip that I saw with Master P 
And Romeo, she was talking about that she didn't want to go to rehab and she felt that she could get straight, you know, get herself together without going. And that was one of the things that they were saying to her, like, you don't think you'd be triggered if you was out and about and you seen people, you know, drinking or smoking or whatever it is. And she she felt, she was adamant that she felt that she would be able to to manage being around that stuff. And then Romeo threw out some, I don't know how, the, I don't, I, the stat I don't think is true, but Romeo threw out some, something like he's seen people get clean in two years. Um, I don't think, I can't put a formal number on it, but I, I know for a fact that I've heard that most people that go impatient and go to those places that it takes a number number of times of people actually going impatient to actually get clean because you come out and it's like they say people places and things you get triggered for whatever reason you know you're around somebody else that's using or you know you have something that's a setback in your life and the only thing you know how to do to cope with it as a coping mechanism is to use you know or you know you you, you can't get a job or whatever it is put you in a position where it's easy to relapse so um, like, yo, that's so briny and beating that stuff. Like, yo, that's just an uphill battle for a yeah, lot of people, it's man. Tough. It's also tough for parents to lose a child. Exactly. And here it is, you know, not to, you know, I'll just say it, being great with a family, for mm-hmm. entire family. <coughs> it would be great. You know, we talked about how grandfather, you know, made him and his brother a hustler, man. And we know his story. It's the ice cream man to all his, you know, go to the stuff. And, you know, the man even got cereal and pancake mix. Like, nothing that he can't. He just want to create. He put his brand on everything. And he have a book in his too where he tells, yo, the sky is it, it, it's not the limit, man. You can do anything you want. You got to have the desire to want to do it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you, 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 and he has to make his, yeah, like nine, I think. And some of them, you know, kids, kids get very entitled. You know what I mean? I ain't got to do nothing. My dad will take care of me. Or I'll get around to doing what it is that I want to do whenever the time comes. Then you battling that. You battle responsibility versus having fun. And of course, when you're young, you're moving around with responsibility is the last thing you want. You want to have fun. You want to go hang out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, my prayers is with Master P and his family. I pray that. You know, hopefully, bury your child, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully, you know, they they're able to get through this as a family and heal. Right. So this concludes episode one thirty. One thirty in the book. Yeah. Here we are, bro. God bless you, man. Listen, man, if you can make it July 6th, it's good to have you. You know, commend ministry. And I told my sister, I said, look, you say you call this man ministry. I ain't no Bible company. Respect <laughs> to all the Christians like going to the Bible through verses. You know what I mean? My, my brothers are thinking uh, practicing Israel like you know how they do. And the Bible says start beating this damn thing. <laughs> I said, I'm gonna I'm come on this, on this, on this platform and ask me because we're, we're doing it in honor of my pop. You know, my pop was, you know, at the church that he was a part of, he was head of the ministry. During the procession that he had, that's one of the things we talked about when he was broken together. This yeah, is the top of the cup. 
Not even to sit here and Bible thump you and hit your head about who Christ is. Some people just need somebody to talk. Yeah. Somebody they can relate Somebody that, you know, they can say, damn, share this story. That happened. He don't have no problem sharing that. And that's what I led with. I led with sharing my story about my health. Yeah. And people know the ups and downs, the curveballs, the surgeries I've been through. And you look at somebody who's full of life, want more life, and I'm not going to stop, man. Like that, you know, two kidney surgeries is not going to stop. Mm-hmm. So whatever you think is stopping you, that's your mind telling you that. Do it. Yeah. Now, and, and I'm sure it's good to see that, you know, that, that they actually have men that mm-hmm. will invest them and invest in time. Time is the most valuable commodity in the world. You can't get you can't get any more of that. You can't get that back. So <laughs> invest their time in these shows a lot. Salute everybody. Peace out. We'll catch you on the next one. Hey.